we're good. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Modern Flirting Podcast once again coming live and direct. Well, I guess not exactly live because it's recorded, but it's live to us because we're all here at the same time in four different locations, but of one mindset. And that is to bring you some great information, to have a lot of fun doing it, and hopefully propel you to take some action and level up in your own life. I'm Dale Valor, the host of the Modern Flirting Podcast. And as always, we got the man, Jared Psych Lawrence. We got the go Cosmo. And what's her name? Oh, Jamie. That's right. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 star wow. Jamie Dates also here as well. So, yeah, that's what's up. Super exciting weekend. We all just wrapped up doing um, our quarterly, first quarterly, Modern Flirting Quarterly Retreat in Fort Lauderdale. And I, for one, had a great time. It was awesome. It was awesome getting to build with the guys that are inside of our program and seeing just, just their progress just over the course of that weekend was super dope as well as getting to know each of them individually. I'd love to hear what some of your guys' um, experiences were that weren't, um, you know, we, as coaches, we were kind of in the forefront as far as like people coming up, running up, talking to us and, and being out and doing things and whatnot. But what were some of the moments like that you guys had that were, oh, how can I word this? That, 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 That were away from everybody else, maybe a more intimate, private moment. Obviously, you don't have to mention names, who you were talking to or anything like that. But, you know, something that wasn't in the forefront uh, that just was on blast in front of everybody. Go ahead, Jamie. Um, the, the first thing I noticed was uh, the camaraderie. So there's a few times, you know, like going out and, uh, you know, approaching women obviously is tough, right? It's not an easy feat. And, you know, some of the guys that were going out, they were having a tough time. You know, it's very mental. They're getting in their head. But every guy that was struggling, the thing that was so beautiful is that they weren't alone. They had another student right there with them, like hearing them and listening and helping and coaching and pep talking. And it was such a beautiful, like, it's just a beautiful moment. I mean, a beautiful moment of teamwork and camaraderie. And and it's the thing that forms bonds that last years, lifetimes. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Jared? Community, community, community. I mean, and in modern flirting, you know, these boot camps, we make amazing transformations. We get to see these guys kiss a girl for the first time, take a girl home, open a lot, uh, very technical stuff. We get to help them with their social circles or, you know, like on Jamie's, we got to like take pictures for their online dating. There's all these cool things that get our guys results in the boot camp. But what I realized when I was doing my speech um, there is all of that is powerful. And we broke it down into three key things. Um, which is commitment, action, and positivity. And we were yelling that the whole, the whole damn cap, uh, cap, 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 cap. Um, but the glue. When I, literally, I was on stage. I remember, like, it dawned on me as I'm talking. I'm like, holy shit! I realize now, community makes everything better, stronger, easier. When these guys are out by themselves, they might approach one or two girls in a night and just hang their heads, feel awful, you know, just beat themselves up. With us, because they had their friends doing it with them, not even just wingmen, like brothers, they had their friends or people around them 
they were approaching left and right. They were having fun with it. Guys that I saw, you know, just a week ago, uh, posting really negative stuff, not feeling good. I'm not going to say names, but Dale, you know, which one I'm talking about a guy who was just like, you know, he was thinking of quitting on himself. He's super negative. We were worried about him coming to retreat by the end of it. He had a big fucking smile. Uh, really, you could tell like he needed this. And I'll tell you a private moment I had. He had, um, a, but, but not to cut you off, but he had a great time. Oh yeah. I, I mean, talked to him. You know what I mean? Like outside of, of everything. Cause you were like, can you babysit him? I was like, yeah. Yep. So <laughs> and, and I had another student, a different one come up to me at the very end. The one that Cosmo made cry during his speech. And he came up to me before he left and he goes, you know, I, I learned so much, all the technicals, I know what to do. I have all the resources, but I needed this weekend i needed this to have fun again i forgot what it was like to go out having fun doing this and this was a game changer thank you and that was a private moment where i was like fuck this is why we have these retreats that's so cool that's awesome what about you cosmo my favorite part was we developed a team the red team and a blue team and we made it really competitive so half the students were blue team and half the students were red team. And um, I was part of the blue team. And then, you know, red you guys were red. Uh, blue team definitely won. Um, so the whole time. <laughs> I will dominate you, Jared. But um, no, it, it was fun <laughs> because they, like they were, they were so, the, the competition was so friendly and you saw a bunch of guys running around Fort Lauderdale trying to, you know, open girls so they can, you know, count as one point. So here's how we did it. Everyone listening. So it was one point if you can walk up and talk to a girl, but you couldn't ask a question. You had to make a statement. Two points was you had to introduce the girls that you met to another group. Three points was getting the number. And then half an hour, 45 minutes later, uh, you had to text the girl and the girl had to text you back. So I feel like that really bonded uh, a lot of guys together. It was like that healthy competition. I really enjoyed that. And Tell um, the the, Cosmo. Tell them about Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was about to get into that. And, and what I was going to say was, I think the funniest part for me, and um, last night I'm trying to go to bed and I just start cracking up out of nowhere, was basically on Jared's team that he had a really advanced guy called Michael Alexander. And on my team, I had a guy called Gore, very advanced. So if you guys can picture this, um, there's a group of girls sitting down in the sand and then Jared is like, we need points, we're losing. So he tells Michael Alexander, which is like 6'4", handsome, Brad Pitt looking motherfucker, like very, you know, symmetrical, just the perfect looking guy walking up to the girls. And then I was like, I can't lose. So I'm like, Gore, get him. So you literally have two guys that are competing to talk to these groups of girls. <laughs> and as the girls are watching, Michael I didn't see approach, that. Oh my God, Dale, it was so funny. So the girls are watching Michael approach and then I tell Gore to approach. So girls uh, uh, tailgating him about to get where Michael's at and you just see like slow motion. Jared comes and tackles his own student and puts water gun, uh, water gun, water all over his eyeballs. So Gore was blind moment momentarily. Gore couldn't approach a girl. So Michael hooked it. Straight up oh, and down. Oh, he, Oh, that was so cheating. Like, I was like, damn, Jared's competitive. So then he took out Gore. So then I was like, all right, they won this. Michael's sitting down doing his, like, really good game that he has. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. So I ran over there 
and sat down on Michael's lap right in front of him. And I told the girls, Cosmo's here. I'm here to save the day. The girls instantly start cracking up because they're, they're role playing with us. They get what we're doing. They're in the game. So then I'm like, yes, there's no way they can beat us now. Like blue team's winning. I'm so confident. And I just feel this aura, this energy around me. I'm like, I feel like something's about to. And here comes Jared sat right on my lap and got in front of me. And he was like, what's up, ladies? I'm Jared. And the girls were just cracking up. I mean, for a good 30 seconds, nobody was talking. Everyone was just laughing. And for me, I really enjoyed that, our retreats, because it's not like boot camps. Boot camps, I would have been like, yo, we're not fucking around here. But the retreat, right. we're like, oh, we don't care. And yeah. so the ability to have fun, man, was, was everything to me, Dale. That's dope. That's dope. I wouldn't put it past Jared to kneecap a dude with a crowbar. To- <laughs> Call me, man. I'm <laughs> I mean, those mean uh, Jewish streets down in the, down in the South, bro. <laughs> my my personal uh, favorite, I guess, kind of private moment. I was the first one that arrived at the barcade. Um, what day was that? Uh, Sunday. And I was the first one to get there. And uh, one of the newer guys in our program uh, was the second person to get there. And this guy's a little shy, a little reserved. You can kind of tell by, you know, just the way he carries himself, that that's his just standard operating procedure. And, I, you know, like, so I'm reaching out, talking to him and whatnot. Yeah, it, was just, it, it was kind of hard pulling answers out of him and, and really kind of dialoguing with him a little bit. Then all of a sudden, I, I don't remember what I said to him, but he just started unloading just a bunch of stuff. Like you, like, like the, the, the levy broke or something and mentally. And he just started unloading all this stuff. on me, like super dense, heavy stuff. And, uh, one of the things that was really, he felt like that was holding him back, which is almost counterintuitive to me is, uh, he's like, man, you know, I see all these guys posting wins in the discord. I see all these guys out here this weekend absolutely crushing it like so many guys just doing so well and just being able to uh, make things happen and, and, and a, at least approach and have conversation if nothing else he was like and it's discouraging to me and I was like how is it how, how is that discouraging to you and what he told me was he's like I don't think I'll ever be able to to be able to do that and I was like dude you're looking at it so wrong man I was like, you need to look at it through a different lens. You need to look at it like, okay, these guys that you're talking about that are going out and doing this this weekend, they were in the same boat that you were at a certain point in time. You should be looking at it as this is what is, this is what's possible. If you stick with it, if you continue to improve, if you continue to come to events like these, go to boot camps, double down in the program, um, continue, take action, the, the whole cap thing, you know, it, just keep doing that and you will be where they're at because they're showing you what the possibilities are. And he's like, and it just, I, I could see it like light up in his eyes. He was just like, I never thought about it like that. He's like, anytime I see somebody doing well, I take it personal because I don't feel like I can. And I'm like, bro, man. And dude was tearing up inside of the little uh, um, 
car game thing <laughs> and stuff. And I, uh, I was just like, dude, man, I'm, I'm so glad that we had the, had the opportunity to have this conversation because that guy was going to leave that the, uh, the retreat discouraged. Probably the only one that would have left discouraged, but he w- would have been the one. And I'm so glad that I was able to have that conversation with him, you know, and potentially turn around his whole mindset, just that 10 minute convo, you know? So I, I thought, I thought that was awesome, you know? So, yeah, but anyway, um, what of the experiences that happened over the course of this weekend, how do you, what would you like to see the guys do more of moving forward, coming away from this weekend? Now, now that uh, normalcy is setting in now that the realities of life, you know, are, are, you know, back to the grindstone, right? Like scheduling and, and all that kind of stuff, work and all those types of things, responsibilities. Now that that is going to start falling back into place in their lives, what would you like to see them do to continue that forward progress? Jared. I mean, the main thing that I'm looking for is they use community for accountability because it's easy to go through a retreat like this, a boot camp, any kind of amazing experience, get caught up in, a, in that moment, the emotions are flying. But then is exactly what you said. We Back in the day, um, we had a name for this. We called it the boot camp high, where guys would take a boot camp, they get rah, rah, they feel really good. And then around two weeks after, it just started dwindling down. They go back to their own environment. They go yep. back to their own habits and they start forgetting everything. It, you know, the real life hits them again and it just becomes this really awesome memory, but not changing. And the way to beat the boot camp high, or in this case, I guess the retreat high, is a few things. But number one is what Montefiore was predicated on getting rid of, because before me and, and doing this kind of program, every other dating coach had the same method, which was read my book, attend a boot camp. You didn't get fixed in that boot camp. You attend another boot camp, another boot, which is very costly. It's very pricey versus, or at the very best guys would get like a call once a week and any other day, any other time you're on your own, go fuck off. Right? So what I did was for the first time, I'm like, no, every day you're going to get coaching in, in our program. Every day you can be messaging each other, going through my masterclass, going through the resource library, getting training when you need it. Right. Um, but as it relates to from this retreat, from the from these the high, the boot camp high, the idea is, look, you made friends here. You have a brotherhood now. Uh, in fact, we have something called the wing map. I don't even know if you guys know this on Coda, which is the system we use to track everything. Any student can log in and see the location of every other student in the program. So in their city or any city they travel to or go, they can see the closest student to them. And what I'm hoping the guys do from this retreat is use the community they built, use the new friendships they forge in person, and they hold each other accountable. Don't just make it a memory. Actually apply this data. Go on the coaching calls with you, Dale, with Jamie, with Cosmo, or my own. Take the challenges from it, or the, the assignments to uh, level up in a belt system, or in my master class. And use each other for the accountability so that you've got momentum. Don't fucking lose it by going back to old habits. Use the community factor to break the bad habits, to break the old patterns that weren't serving them. If it's one thing I want to take away, it's that. Yeah, community is such a big deal. And I mean, and it, and it played out this whole weekend. You know, like the the uh, the Bloods and Crips thing. That, that I don't know who thought of that, but that was genius. To be fair, I like to take credit for that and be like, oh, I came up with this cool thing. 
I got that from my mentor. Shout out to Joel Kaplan. Um, he's one of my mentors, one of my best friends. I went to his retreat in Costa Rica. And that's something they absolutely did. They divided us in teams. He had four teams. It was like green, yellow, um, yeah. blue, red. We kept it more simple. <laughs> but I saw that. I'm like, yo, this is fun. It's like a fun robbery. I'm like, I'm, I'm absolutely going to replicate that, which I urge all my students to do. If you see me or any of the coaches here doing something that works, you should absolutely model after us. You should do it. If, if something works, you know, model it, repeat it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I thought it. I thought it was great. What about you, Cosmo? For me, I really uh, enjoyed that they can read a lot of books and watch a lot of videos, but, you know, kind of watching what I was doing live, whether I got, you know, actually this funny story. This is the first time I've been rejected, like really blown out in probably six years. And it was the weirdest expression I had in my face. Like the girl, they were not having it. They were just like, <laughs> I walked up and I'm like, hey guys, I just wanted to introduce, don't fucking talk to me. I'm like, introduce myself. It seems like you guys have, and, it's, and she was like, it seems like we don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, good energy. Like I still finished the opener, but they were not having it. They're like, we're not attracted to you. Like, but it doesn't matter. Don't, it doesn't matter what you say, like completely blown out. So then your wingman is usually supposed to come when the girls are interested in you, you captivated the girls, you hooked that interaction. Albert comes in at the worst time and is like, so I see you met my buddy Cosmo. I'm like, this is my buddy Albert. They're like, we don't care. I mean, it was bad. Like we got blown out. And the whole time I had the biggest smile on my face. She probably thought I was psychotic. She's like, does he not get that we're, that we're like rejecting him? And I loved it because it challenged me. I was like, oh, this is good. I, I haven't felt this in a while. Smash cut too. Uh, you know, we put, I put the video up on the modern flirting on our VIP group. Half an hour later, I opened her again. And literally with one line, I, I switched her whole vibe. And then we were like dancing, grinding for like 10 minutes. I walked up to her and I'm like, I know, I know you're going to reject me. I just had to say this. I feel like something really good is going to happen in your life. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I just feel like something really good is going to happen in your life, like in the next month. And she opened up and she was like, I'm sorry. I was being a bitch early. I'm having a bad day. And then we were talking, talking, talking. And then we started dancing. And as we were dancing, I look over to my right and D Ooh, I almost said a student's name, but a student was talking to, and by the way, I have no problems with transvestites and transsexuals. I'm all about that. But our student didn't know that it was a guy. <laughs> he thought it was a girl and he's dancing next to me. And I told the student, I'm like, yo, I mean, if it's your thing, it's your thing, but I'm just letting you know it's a guy. He resisted me and fought me, like argued with me for like a good minute, a good 30 seconds. And I look over at Brent, I'm like, yo, should I give up on this? Or should I really like, you know, hit the point home? So then I kind of like got this girl, guy, um, close to our student and he and he was like holy shit it is a guy so just like memories like that make it fun for me when I'm 95 years old I'm gonna be looking back and remembering uh, these memories <laughs> I love it I love it what about you Jamie what would you like to see them do moving forward you know I think what Larry said was uh, oh was I not supposed to say that I matter. think with the yeah, I mean, I as long as I see the last name, they're like Alex. Fuck. Oh, they're gonna look up this Alex. It's Larry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, as long as you don't see their full name, like when Cosmo said Michael yeah. Alexander, you know. But luckily, that's his <laughs> fake name, so it doesn't really matter to him. And also, he's a dating coach himself, so he doesn't really care. I, I do want to say something on Cosmo's point, real quick, Jimmy. Is 
the he did Cosmo is something most guys never do, and it's something I preach and tell guys there's even a psychological benefit of this is he got blown out, right? The girl was like, get away from me, you loser. I'm not attracted to you, whatever. And later in the night, he approaches her again. Dude, which I thought that it's when he said that, I thought the same thing. Most guys would never. You're right. You think they have approach anxiety? Re-approach anxiety is 10 times stronger in guys than approach anxiety. All right? Like, and and what they don't understand is re-approaching actually serves in your best interest because even on a blowout like this, because of a psychological principle called the mere exposure effect. When you introduce something to someone and you take it away, just the act of taking it away and reintroducing it again actually gives you more rapport with that person or even that thing. Coca-Cola's entire marketing strategy is based around the mere exposure effect. And it's, it's something we see the phenomenon every time where you approach a girl, she's kind of into you. For whatever reason, you have to go to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom later in the night. She's more into you now for having the balls to approach her again, say hi to her again. Into yeah. you, not into you. Now, does that magically work? No. Sometimes girls are like, yo, I told you the first time. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, that can absolutely happen. But the the it's there, there's whole strategies of working the room or what's called pre-opening, where you just boom, 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 open a bunch of people very quickly, bounce out, and just talk to everybody. You do a second pass, everybody's way more receptive because they already feel they kind of know you. They've seen you before. There is a level of rapport there. But we got we got female psychologist special Jamie here, so I'll, I'll let her explain what her thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really smart, honestly. Um, especially, you know, at Cosmo, I commend you. I mean, you're genius. Like the, you know, going back and be like, hey, I think you have, you know, something really great is about to happen in your life. Like, what a great frame. You know, because who's going to be like, fuck you, <laughs> you know, after you say that, right? Um, and, and that's so good because it really goes back to the principle of, of, of not being so results-based thinking like, oh, I got to get her number. I got to pull. I got to impress the people around me. I have to do this. But the only goal you should have is leave someone better off than when you found them. And that's really a cut and dry tale of, of why that, that it doesn't just sound, you know, pretty it doesn't just sound like nice and, and woo woo but it actually does it's actually effective and the other thing too is uh you know going back to you know what i hope they take away from the thing that larry did say was really impactful it's just like i remember to have fun doing this like what a, and another thing Kaza said during his a closing speech was like what a silly thing we're doing what a silly thing we're doing we're spending three you know all this money to go to go to these retreats to learn how to talk to women we need to make it fucking fun or else what the fuck are we doing here right so so it's just a, a reminder of of and this is what i love about jared's vortex is is sorry this is what i love about jared's vortex is that it reminds people to be in the moment and to have fun um because that's why we're doing it because if you're not getting a partner to embellish your life to make your life worth living then then it just becomes a daunting task we might as well just go to work you know so that's what i hope they take away you know i, I was talking about this last night in my class that you know a lot of times when and you touched on it jared you know like a lot of times when people go to a retreat or a convention or a boot camp or what whatever it is right they come away with that that 
that up feeling, that high feeling coming off of it. Like, yeah, that was awesome. That was so cool. But that's going to wear off. That's not that there's no way that that can possibly uh, maintain through, you know, forever, right? Things are going to happen. You're going to get a flat tire. You, uh, <laughs> your bathtub's going to fall through your ceiling. You're, you know, like any, any number of, of life circumstantial things could happen that is going to erode that feeling and, and now you're kind of back to square one. And oftentimes what I see guys do, not, not so much, you know, in our program, but I really wanted to double down on that last night in my class, but I've seen this happen so often just throughout the course of my life with people in general is, oh, I'm going to do this. You know, as soon as this conference is over, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to take massive action and blah, blah, blah. Then life starts slapping them in the face. And all that massive action that they were going to take gets put on the back burner until the next conference, the next boot camp, the next whatever. And then they're right back at it in that same mindset. And it's just a loop that they never get out of. They're always going to take this massive action that they, ne that they never take. And so what I was breaking down last night was I'm like, don't let that happen to you. Don't let momentum and motivation be that, uh, well, let me rephrase that. Don't let motivation be the catalyst for you to take action. Just do it anyway. <laughs> let that momentum carry. Don't let, if you only do stuff when you're motivated to do it, you're never going to get anything done, <laughs> right? You know, because you, you're, well, I'm not motivated. Well, how long are you not going to be motivated? A year? Two years? Like, you're going to wait that long to actually get started? And take all that action you were going to take. Like, come on. You know, so um, that's what I would love to see, like, the guys that, that went to the retreat is how are they going to react when that high isn't there anymore? Be disciplined enough to be able to take that action without motivation. Let that motivation follow the action. Don't let that motivation be the precursor to the action. What's up, Jared? So something I teach in the masterclass, because this, this is a great point you're, you're bringing up, is, is as kids, really, we're taught all these things. But what class do we have where you're, you're learning how to learn? And I think that's one of the biggest reasons so many kids fuck up. Um, my parents, God bless them, when I was struggling in school, they took me to a special after like summer thing or after school where the whole thing was we're going to teach you how to learn we're not teaching you any specific topic it's not geography not science this is just how to take tests well this is how to study quicker and more efficiently and effectively this is how to take notes and my mind was blown and i'm like what the fuck why is this like th this wait that's amazing plug them plug them what, what campus i don't know i was a kid what? i was in middle school <laughs> like, i was 12 dude. find out that's amazing <laughs> my parents found this thing and it was like we're going to teach all this stuff to like get your grades up even better and I just got, I got straight A's from there because it wasn't anything about being smarter. It wasn't anything. It was just literally like, here's how to take tests. Here's how to do all this stuff. Right. So learning how to learn is huge. And that's something I like to instill within the masterclass. I sprinkle it in there. Uh, all these different modules that show people how to learn the right way from notate all, all of it. And one of the things is uh, an inner game and a learning principles that I call get mad. If you want to get this down, you have to get mad, which it stands for M-A-D. It's the order progression that's needed 
so that you are self-sufficient in your learning. And what it stands for is M stands for motivation. The start of anything is to be motivated. We're all easily motivated. You watch a, hopefully you're listening to this podcast and it's motivating you, right? You read a book, you get motivated. You go to a retreat, you get motivated. Motivation is awesome. But motivation is fleeting. You're motivated. It's a feeling, not an action. You feel motivated and then you need to do something with that motivation, which goes to the second part, which is A, is accountability. Once you're motivated, you need to put things in, your, in place, whether public announcements, changing up your environment, getting an accountability partner, you need to put systems in place that keep you accountable. So for instance, I want to work, uh, I, I'm motivated to get, to get up early to go to the gym. I'm very motivated, but without a system, I'm not going to that gym. I need to now set an alarm clock that will wake me up early and keep me accountable to go to the gym. I also want to Post publicly, hey guys, I'm going to the gym tomorrow at 6 a.m. or whatever the fuck, right? Accountability. Once you put all these systems in place to keep you accountable, then eventually you just get used to doing this thing. And now you can go to the D, which is discipline. You just do it because this is you, it's a, your identity. You are, have that discipline to see this through and get shit done without even needing the accountability, without needing the motivation. Discipline is, I don't feel like doing something, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's a long ways away from, I'm really motivated and feel like doing it, so I'm going to do it, right? But that is the order of progression that people have to go through. So many people just try to be disciplined right off the the bat. And there was a book I read or or something, of course I did, which said the people who are the most disciplined actually aren't the most disciplined. They just have the best systems in place that lead to those habits, atomic habits, that's what it was. Where people who are really disciplined, they're not actually really disciplined. They don't have some crazy thing that you and I don't have. They just have better systems that ensure that they're going to do this thing, whatever it is that they're looking to do. Yeah, that's that that's awesome. You know, I'm a big uh, big advocate of systems and processes and things like that. A lot of people think I'm like really really self disciplined um, in terms of work ethic and stuff like that. But God is God's honest truth. Like, I feel like I'm lazy half the time, you know, and like I could get so much more done and da 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 you know, and people are like, how could you think that about yourself? But it's just how I see it. You know what I mean? You know, what's crazy is all these like little acronyms about like, like CAP and MAD and, and like almost anything that you break down. One consistent uh, part of that in each and every one of them is the taking action part. You know, it's like without the action, any mindset, any uh, motivation, any uh, desired outcome, it's pointless, absolutely pointless, you know? So, yeah, I I absolutely, I would have, man, I would have benefited so greatly from whatever it was that you took to learn to learn. Yeah, seriously, (laughs) ask your parents. I would like to know. I'll try to to find out for you guys. We can all all do some better learning. I, I, I was a terrible student. I, it, I almost didn't graduate. It was like the day of graduation, I had to turn in a report and that was the make or break if I graduated or not. So I was, I was an awful student, but you know, one of the things that that's really dope to me, um, I, I, I always love when this happens because we did not have this conversation, uh, previous to the retreat or any, anything else. I don't, at least I don't remember it ever coming up or us ever talking about ever in, any which way. Uh, when you were, Jared, you were talking about it. And I think Albert was talking about it too. Um, the whole, uh, when did, when did you become attracted to line? 
right? Because I've been doing that forever. And we have, as far as I can recall, we have never discussed that ever. You know what I mean? And I love when there's like this crossover of like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, oh, I do that too. You know, even though like we didn't talk about it or anything like that, I thought that that was, uh, I thought that that was really cool, you know? So what was, what was, uh, without saying yourself, what was your guy's favorite other coaches moment, whether it was presentation or just being out or hanging out or whatever, you know, uh, what about you, Cosmo? What, what was like the, the four of us, like what was something that stood out to you? I think everybody killed it. I think all you guys did a good job. It was really empowering. You guys were really good at relating to the students. Nobody felt judged from what I was hearing. Very um, open-minded. And um, it was cool to watch, you know, the students not be so nervous around the coaches because in a boot camp, they're really nervous because we're pushing them to their limits. So here it was more about vibing. And I think we all did a good job collectively um, making the students feel very comfortable, safe, and, you know, building a lot of trust. Yeah. So what about you, Jamie? What was your favorite coach's moment? Um, you know, Jared, uh, I think I was just, we were at the beach and I was just like looking at you and you were so happy. And it just reminded me of how far you've come and, and, you know, cause I've been with you the longest, is it me? Uh, cause I, when you first started, sure. like you called me to be a drill model and just to see the, the growth and, and where it's gone from, you know, that first phone call, or even when I first met you, you know, in LA, what, seven years ago. Um, and, and I'm just so appreciative to be along for the ride. Like, this is just, it's just such a amazing group and yeah, I'm just so proud of you. And so like seeing you like look over at, you know, the, the, the group together, you know, fighting it out red versus blue. Like you could just see, like, you're just like, you know, big daddy, like smiling over at his children. And I was just like, I was like, so proud. <laughs> I am big daddy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jerry? What, what was your favorite one? You, you put everything together, man. So I'm sure that. Shit, I'm not going to top that what Jamie just said. Fuck. Um, well, I'm going to go with more specific. I mean, my original thing was, what was your favorite coach's moment? Right, right. And for me, it was, honestly, I really loved seeing Albert coming out of retirement. You know, for those who don't know, Albert was, um, oh, you know. Albert's was, a fucking my, beast, dude. Oh, yeah. He's, he's one of my uh, oldest wings, one of my oldest friends, uh, best friend of mine, and probably some of the greatest game of anyone I've ever seen. Um, present company included, like everybody, you know, I think we're all beasts, but Albert is always pushes me to take my shit to the next levels. I really loved it. And we started being friends by working for another coaching company back in like 2007, 2008, something like that. Like, like, or, or like long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. So getting him and, and Cosmo has been helping me with this, getting him out of retirement and starting to do calls with the class and everything so i hope albert i hope you're listening to this because it was really cool watching him come back like, like shaking the rest off after a decade or however long and crushing it answering the questions um yeah i i, I really like that I, li- I love building this team up of really quality amazing coaches staff everybody to put this together so always seeing the next you know guy coming in it's, it's very exciting for me 
Because I knew, I knew Dale, I knew you would crush it. I knew Cosmo would. I knew Jamie would. Especially when Jamie popped in my car with her two notes, two pages of notes on her presentation. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I know we got it. We are, but like part of me was like, all right, let's let's put Albert to the test. And he absolutely crushed it. So I was I was super happy then. Dope. My 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 favorite uh my favorite coach's moment was just the sheer fact that I got to meet all you guys in person for the first time. You know what I mean? Uh, because up until that point, like it's all been Zoom and like Facebook lives and Messenger and you know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. And so it was really cool to like be in person and and have that energy and that vibe. Because I mean, obviously, you know, Zoom's cool and, and things like that, but it's different. It just is when you're in the same room with the same person, the same people, like-minded goals, all trying to do the same thing in tandem, working together, but bringing our each individual different skill sets to the table and things like that. And dude, Cosmo, man, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but I thought, man, dude, I thought you were like five, five or five, six. <laughs> like I don't know why I thought that, but I just did. You know what I'm saying? I, you you've heard that before, haven't you? Yeah. Every time when I got on the show in 2007, the first thing was um, I never knew you were so tall. I thought you were short. And did you really have a problem talking to girls and try to pick me up over here? Best pickup line. That was the three questions every single time. Dale, they told me uh, we thought you were really short. And I was like, thank you. Is this like a neg? I'm like, what, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I was surprised how tall you were, Dale. I thought you were my height. I'm, Dude, I'm everybody said that, man. I got it like probably 20 times over the course of the weekend. They were like, I had no idea that you were that, that tall. And somebody told me, I was like, I don't know. Maybe I got to do something different with my Zoom camera or something. Somebody told me. You're calling as a bouncer, bro. I, I saw him like, holy shit, Dale's. All right. If anything, if anybody messes with us, I'm going Dale at this motherfucker. He's a big <laughs> <Like>, guy. <laughs> somebody told me. They were like, dude, I thought that you were like probably about eight inches shorter and about 50 pounds heavier. I was like, okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, the camera does add on 10 pounds and I always have at least five cameras on me. So there's, there's that. I will say one other moment really stood out um, on the retreat. And that was when Cosmo stops his speech. Yes. And hug a student who was crying because of, you know, what, all of the feelings that were coming up to the surface. Um, I thought that was one of the most calibrated well things. A lot of coaches would ignore it. They, they try to, you know, be like, oh, I'll talk to you afterwards, whatever. But like to stop the whole speech, go up, give him a hug. I love that moment. Dude, dude was not like a dry eye in the place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every, every, everybody was feeling that. That was super dope, super cool, you know? So yeah, that, that loved it. That, your Cosmo, your, your uh, ending speech, you know, for the event basically, like it was just, it was great. You know, it, it just really was. So thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah. Kudos to you, man. Um, but, uh, oh, another, another one of my favorites, I guess I said, say something not about yourself, but <laughs> one, of, one of my other favorite moments was actually uh, spitting the, uh, the freestyle at the. <laughs> Honestly, I wish it could be the, the when, you, when you freestyle on the talk, 
But for me, my mouth. Oh no, there's two mouth dropping moments on this retreat. God, there's so many stories in this retreat. I, I'm like, I forget them already. One was at lunch when you freestyled, and my my jaw. I felt my jaw drop. My, I had no idea Dill could freestyle like that. That is insane. And then when we set Cosmo up with the wheel thing where we're just like yelling CAP and one of the students took the wheel yeah. and just went off. By the way, if you don't know, I, I ride this like a uh, one wheel thing or what's called mono wheel. And it's insanely hard to do. Cosmo's tried to do it many times. You need like a good one or two weeks of constant practice. And the student just did it while we're chanting CAP, CAP. And I look over at Cosmo, his, his jaw just drops. He's like, Oh, what is happening? He's shaking his head. He goes, Jared, what are you doing? There's no way he's going to do this. God, this is so stupid. What are you doing? He's like, it's working. <laughs> I died. I died. <laughs> now, that was a – and the student killed it on that thing, too, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he, I mean he's been doing it longer than I have. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. you had no, no, that was all set up. Oh, I thought – Okay, I thought that was his first time doing it. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty yeah, impressive. You've never been on the wheel. It's impossible. It's like it's like saying, like, this is your first time walking on a tightrope all the way oh, across. Okay. It. Like, there's no way you're going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, spitting that freestyle was, was a lot. And it was funny because you were texting me <laughs> before beforehand. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. I'm pretty tired. Like, I'm already telling you, I, I'm thinking what our listeners are thinking. Oh, I'm not doing it right now. I'm just saying that they feel, <laughs> they feel left out. They didn't get your freestyle. <laughs> I, if you I, want to hear Dale's freestyle, come to the retreat next time. <laughs> That's the episode. We got a million people coming just for the freestyle. <laughs> I want to hear Jamie freestyle. I want to see if Jamie can do it while eating. <laughs> I will say this, though. Remember that uh, TV show MTV Made? Yeah. Yeah, I was on it. You were on it? I was on one of the episodes MTV Made. Me and Albert were on the same episode together. Oh, I didn't know that. I just love that show. The more you know, Um, we took this virgin guy and if you guys haven't, type in um, uh, Miami dating coach uh, MTV Made or whatever. And yeah, it shows us we got us. This guy's a, a virgin high school kid in 18, uh, trying to get a prom date, all this stuff. We got him his first kiss ever on national television. It was a really cool moment. Did he kiss Albert? No, sadly, no. Todd <laughs> will try to kiss me on the retreat, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but what, what I, tr- I tried to kiss you yesterday. <laughs> um, no, I was just gonna say, I always want like. They were like, if you were on MTV Me, what would you want to be made into? I was always like a freestyle rapper. Oh. I always want to. All right. We're, we're, we're going to have to. I miss my call. We got a boot camp coming up, so we're, we'll work on that. Oh, yeah. yeah screw cold approaching. Just freestyle. <laughs> For those who don't know, why you guys, uh, we got a few minutes here. Plug the boot camp coming up. What can they expect if they want to sign up? Well, what they can expect, one, they'll have the time of their life. And the reason they're going to have the time of their life is because we're going to put them in, um, we're going to give them the opportunity to stretch their comfort zone, to start working through some of their issues, some of the sticking points that they're dealing with, uh, things that are holding them back from really uh, having the type of dating and relationship life that they would like to have by getting them out there, learning how to cold approach, learning how to talk uh, and communicate well. It, 
with strangers, you know, with, with, with women that they do not know, you know, and so whatever sticking point that they're dealing with, we will be able to identify it and help work them through it. What do you think, Jamie? I second all of that. Um, also, you know, and that's what I was kind of, my speech was about is just like, what is confidence, right? So I defined it as, you know, competence, you know, skill set, whatnot, and community, which is the mentorship and the, the camaraderie and the competition that they're going to have amongst each other. Like that was such a beautiful thing I saw during the retreat is like, you know, blue versus red are really brought out this like, you know, competitive side in everyone. And it was such a beautiful thing to see. So, you know, more of that, right. Um, you know, and also I love, you know, being a wing woman during these, uh, boot camps. they come over and they introduce me to like the girl that they just approached. And it's like, they're like, show, like, they're so happy about it. They're so excited to introduce me. And I like love watching their faces and, 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 you know, really helping facilitate a lot of those conversations and, and, and you know, uh, watching them grow and seeing it firsthand, being a part of those conversations as a wing woman is always really beautiful to watch. Um, you know, uh, and I, 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 there's definitely, you know, I, I think every retreat or boot camp that I've been on, you know, I've definitely winged a bunch to where I've gotten a guy either a makeout, a phone number, you know, things like that. Not that I got into it, but, you know, they, they obviously had to use a skill, but I've gotten to see and witness and be a part of it. And so I just, I am looking forward to seeing more of that for our retreat yep. or for our so, boot camp. August 12th through 14th in Los Angeles. And Cosmo, you got one coming up too. Oh, now uh, you know the dates, Dale. What's that? Now you know the dates. I just looked at my phone <laughs> while Jamie was talking. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you got one coming up, Cosmo. What's yeah, I have one up? coming up July 15th, uh, July 15th uh, in Las Vegas, 35 hours. I always say it pretty simple. I just have one liner to say for my three, uh, three day boot camps is um, what you guys can do, students, what you guys will be able to achieve in two to three years by yourself practicing two, three times a week. I'll do that in three days with you guys. That's about it. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, guys, listeners. Anybody who's downloaded this podcast, wherever you're listening, listening to it, whatever device, whatever it is, just know that we are here, Modern Flirting, for you to step up, level up in every area of your life. We have coaches that deal with anything that you can think of pretty much uh, in terms of leveling up business, leveling up your health, leveling up your relationships and dating and all that kind of thing. And so what I'll do is I will put a link to our Facebook group where there's free classes, free coaching, all kinds of value there that you don't have to pay a dime for. All you have to do is show up, be a part of it, and be willing to learn a thing or two. And then if you want to take it up to the next level, we can have that conversation. So I'll throw that link in there. Get down with what we're doing because it's only going to get bigger and better from here. And you are getting in basically ground floor almost, maybe not ground floor, but like, what, what would you say? Second floor? Something like that. Around there, first, third floor, fuck it. Third floor, okay. You're getting in third floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there's a lot more floors to go. So, and house at the end. What's that? Penthouse at the end. Right, exactly. And it's way up there and you can see the world from it. So get down with what we're doing. We're dropping these podcasts weekly. 
And uh, we will see you on the next one. Salute.